The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, it's 306 on this uh, Wednesday edition of the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Thanks for joining us for the ride. Uh, we'll be here right till 6 o'clock this afternoon. Hey, here's an interesting uh, story, only because of the expression, you can't fight City Hall. Um, apparently, you can. Uh, so the Alberta Land Compensation Board this month found in favor of Can West Corporate Air Charters. They were a company that was forced to move from the city center airport when the city expropriated leases there to develop a residential neighborhood. You know that whole neighborhood that's going in there. So what happened was Can West found out that that was going to happen. They were told that we're going to be uh, taking this land, and so they moved, which... For a business, you don't want to wait. You know, you run mm-hmm. your business, mm-hmm. right? And you want to get established out of the airport. You want to, you know, make that lease agreement. You want to tell your customers, you, you know, you want to take, uh, um, you want to make preparations for moving a business. Moving a business is a horrible thing to do, right? It's like changing the name of a business. It can just kill a business. So, I mean, these guys did all that in advance. They're they're good planners. Well, as a result of doing all that, they had expenses. And the way it works when uh, land gets Appropriated is that you get uh, market value for yep. it. But then on top of that, if you have expenses associated with the move, typically the city will pay for that. Well, they didn't. Mm. Because what the city argued was, no, 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 you moved before we told you to. So we're not covering that. So they went to the tribunal, the uh, Alberta Lands Compensation Board, and they've now ruled in favor of the company, which means the city's going to have to pay. Now, the city might appeal that decision, but I would suggest they probably shouldn't because it's the right thing to do to compensate them. But it's kind of a landmark decision because that means now that there is no timeline specific to when the city tells you to move when they're taking land. And this will come into effect, oh, yeah. uh, you know, with the 20 businesses and 13 yeah. homes that are... Uh, the West LRT. Yeah, with the uh, Valley Line Valley LRT line. route, mm-hmm. right. So another 20 businesses in a three-story apartment building will be under threat of expropriation if council opts for the proposed underpass on 149th Street. So that's a good time for that decision to come down if you're a homeowner or a business owner in that area because... The city's going to have to pay you, and they, you apparently, according to this ruling, don't have to wait for them to tell you when to move. That's the thing about government, like not just our city or, you know, not, not just civic politics, but just in general. Government tends to work in a way that makes the most sense for government without, it's like bridge construction or road construction or, you know, where they just say, well, for us, this is the best time to do this. But you sometimes wonder if they even think about the people that it yeah, will affect. Well, I, I'm, I, I think that they do think about the people who's going to affect, but in the long run, they know what they have to do for the city. Um, and in, in in their mind, it's it's the, the city takes takes priority mm-hmm. over maybe 20 homeowners. And so, you know what? You, you compensate them properly, right. which is the big one, compensate them properly. I, I can't imagine someone coming through and saying, hey, Nye, you got to get out of your house. You're putting an LRT line through here. I think that would be devastating. I don't know yeah. how, I'd, how, I'd, how I'd feel about that. Um, but then well, you think, okay, I, I'd well, feel cheated is well, how i feel. Well, maybe it's just, you know, is it just a home, though, and I can find another one? See, that's just it, because 
That's a great point you just made. I, I've thought about that, too. And if the LRT or whatever was going to go through my neighborhood and they said, not to worry, we'll give you fair market value for your house. Well, fair market value today is not necessarily what I'd like to sell the house well, at. that's it. Is that going on what is being assessed on uh, by would, the property? I because I can so. tell you I can sell it for more. Right. So assuming that somebody, and not that assessment that they do for tax purposes, because it's always too low, uh-huh. but even if they got two appraisers in and even if you were allowed to bring your own in and you were to average those and say, okay, so my house is worth whatever, 400000 450000 today, but that's an investment for me. I, I yeah. intended to keep that house for another 10 years. And, and what if you still owe a mortgage on that? How does... Well, they'll pay, and then the mortgage will be taken out, and so, you'll get the proceeds. Okay, but so is that money you, over on top of it, or so they'll pay the mortgage and no, give you market price? No, but they're basically buying the house they're from buying you. buying the house. Right, so, so it would be the same as if you sold the house, the bank. Yeah, okay, well, that's not going to get me anything at this point. Right, well, that's just the it. investment is... Exactly, like yeah. if you just bought the house, you're, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're not going to make money on it. You could, in fact, lose money on it, right? So there wouldn't be uh, real estate fees mm. to pay and those other... Things. But still. But still, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like right now, I mean, I look at my house and what it's worth when I get those assessments. And when I see other houses listed in my neighborhood, I look to see what they're listing Absolutely. them for, right? Keep an eye on it. But in the back of your mind, it's not to sell tomorrow. It's like, oh, okay. You sort of in your mind, you go, all right, well, you know, my mortgage is this and the house is worth that. So I'm doing okay if in an emergency. But you're being told you have to sell. Yeah. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be difficult. I mean, if they were to say fair market value plus 10%. Because here, yeah, here's you know? the thing. I think there's, for a lot of us, maybe our first house, if it's a start, you know, the starter home and you want to eventually grow into something bigger, grow into something bigger. I mean, the first house that I lived in here when I moved here, I bought for $120,000 in Allendale. I sold it in 2000 and what? Seven for three hundred grand, right? That's because how, it was during the boom, right? So that uh, you know that was after the divorce. So I was able to buy into Williger and do all that sort of stuff. But even when I moved to Tur- to Williger, I knew that you know that great little duplex that I lived in there was probably not going to be my forever home because I'd planned hopefully to meet someone, get married mm-hmm. again. And when Coach and I found the place that we live in now, I mean, this is long term for us. We don't want to sure. go anywhere. This is the last home that we will own together. Um, unless we decide to eventually downsize. But for us right now, yeah, you talk about yeah. investment. and That's uh, a great deal of my retirement absolutely. that I'm living in right now, absolutely. right? And that's the plan. As somebody just asked, well, what about if you had to get out of a mortgage early? To, who pays the penalty? That's the expenses that they're talking about. So they give you fair market value for the yeah. home. Uh, I don't know exactly how that's determined, but I would assume by an assessment. Yeah. And then the expenses incurred as a result of having to leave your home are covered by the city as part of the expropriation. So that would be getting out of the mortgage early or whatever. It's all fine and dandy if your house is all paid off. If your house is all paid off and... Even then, though, it's not fine and dandy if you didn't intend to sell then, right? Because you've got to buy back in somewhere. You have to live somewhere. Yeah, but again, you're going to have enough money to do so. Yeah. Long gone are the days, if they ever existed at all, Uh, where you just hold out. Like, you see those stories from time to time where they build massive structures around a single-family home because the people won't sell. The city doesn't doesn't have to to do that. They just take it. How many of you, Chedville, don't have a mortgage? How many of you own your home outright? I'd be curious (laughs) to know. Anybody? Anybody? (laughs) I mean, yeah. 
I, like I say. And we just start to laugh about it and you think about well, the size of your mortgage and go, okay, but. Well, you know, we were talking to, I was talking to Dwayne Bratt uh, the other day, not when you and I did, but the day the budget came down, we were just talking about, you know, debt and, and federal debt and provincial debt and then personal debt, yeah. right? And I, and I made mention, he agreed, most people don't even, don't even count their mortgage as their debt. Mm. Like that is probably your biggest debt or your biggest yeah. investment, but you don't consider it that because you think you can resell it or you, because you should be yeah. able to resell it, right? It's, it's always long been considered one of the safest investments mm-hmm. you can make. Um, but in a case like this, like what if, for example, and this is why this ruling is so important, what if, for example, the LRT was coming through my street, but it wasn't going to start construction for two years, but I want to move now and I'm having trouble selling the house because people know that they can only own it for two years. Mm-hmm. So I find a buyer and I'm able to get in and out of it and the real estate agent declares to them that that's happening. So it's all above board. Um, perhaps I don't get fair market value for it. Perhaps the city would have said, well, we're not paying any of the uh, um, costs associated with you selling because you moved too soon. Mm-hmm. Because again, you're supposed to wait for the city to tell you that now's the time to move. Now's, yeah. But I like to work on my schedule, not theirs. And I've seen their schedule. It's usually two years behind it. Um, not I, said the pig. <laughs> Another 270 grand on my wolf-proof house. Uh, someone says, I have one here, one Hawaii. This one says, I know I have no mortgage. I own my own home and I'm happy about it. Um, Nick says, as much as you disagreed with my opinions earlier, our house is 100% paid for. Current market value is 280 grand. What were his opinions earlier? Oh, it was on the, um, when we were talking with the, oh. um, the sex assault survivor there. There you go. Um... We are saving for another home or hoping to buy in the next few years, and that home will be our forever home, and we'll just keep this one as a rental property. Who knows? We might even become slumlords one day. (laughs) Um, Yes, we do have a mortgage, and uh, many in my extended family uh, own outright. Oh, no, we do not have a mortgage, and a lot of folks in the family still own outright. Yeah, Your title to our house is worth seven hundred grand and two modest incomes. It can be done. You know, like Gord says, it's not what my home is worth to someone else. It's what it's worth to me because there is a value, and that's absolutely true, Gord. Oh. There is a value associated yeah. with your house, but there's also a value you. to you as an individual that yeah. maybe that's the house that you intended as you yeah. do to stay in the rest of your life. It has that value to yeah, you. Yeah, it's it, it's there until like I'd love I'd love to own a uh, a little place to go to someday, whether in you know in the Bywater, New Orleans, or mm-hmm. wherever. I don't know. Where where it would be a little getaway place. I might um, sell my house and just live in my basement without telling the new owners. <laughs> Tell the new owners, who's the troll under the bridge? <laughs> <coughs> I'm proud to be mortgage-free at 53. Good for you. And 47 houses paid in full. Nice. Uh, bought the brand new home when the pr- prices were low. Wow, look at all of you guys. Good for you guys. Big 60 says, yep, paid in full, no better feeling. That would be awesome. I would love, if there was no mortgage in the house. Just the oh, money you'd you save each month, right? <coughs> I mean, you'd find a way to spend it, but still, it'd be nice to have that extra oh, whatever you're paying, a couple goodness. of thousand. Hey, is this uh, Anil? Yeah, speaking. How are uh, you? Yeah, good. I just want to add up in this topic that uh, you are not considering the interest rate. Supposing I have a house and I got a five years fixed deposit, fixed term, which is, say, 2%, I'm paying the interest on my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Now, if the, if the house is uh, taken by the government, 
they will not consider that now they will pay me the money let's see let's assume even even if the money is okay according to the market rate mm-hmm. but the new house where i'll be going they are not offering me 2% they'll be charging me 3.5 or 4 or 5% right so what the government says that if you incur costs as a result of their expropriation so that would be a cost that you're incurring over and above what you should have been incurring prior to the expropriation that they'll look at that on a case by case basis yeah oh i see okay but the moving cost also and the interest rate also that is a quite there's, important exactly there's a lot of expenses associated with moving a lot of simply. expenses right yeah. but as i say yeah. they, there's not a firm rule on this the government says that they will look at each case on a case by case basis so you'd have to document and prove i suppose and then wait for them to to agree to the expense oh, sorry yeah go ahead yeah that's right Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for listening. Thanks. Your mic's not on there, Always great to hear from you. Yeah, I was coughing. I apologize. Listen to all this. Uh, We do own our house. My truck is a crop. It's from the 90s. Uh, Mark says we paid it off the day we moved in. Wow. Mortgage-free at 34. Market value of the house is 800000 Good afternoon. I have paid off two houses houses by the age of 50. That's from Peter. Mortgage-free at 30. Then I got divorced. I'm not anymore. (laughs) Uh, so he's not mortgage-free anymore. And 39 years old and $550,000, all mine. I bought it at the right time for three hundred and twenty-five grand. Mm. Look at all of you. That's really impressive. It is. We were talking about doing that, um, adding that extra, going to every two weeks yeah. instead of twice a month. Great way to, to take, to chip to take it down. a few years off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was our next you know, move. So are, and we all think that we'll do this, but so are uh, the occasional balloon payment, right? Especially when... Uh, you're renegotiating when it comes up for renewal uh, to just, you know, if you're able to save even $10,000 and throw it down on the mortgage. Yeah. And I know that's hard to do. It's yeah. easier said than done. And, and I, honestly, I've never and done it. I keep it. thinking to myself, like, oh, I'd rather take that and go on a trip exactly. or do whatever. I know. Mm. I know. I'm very impressed with all of you who have uh, yeah. paid off your homes and especially those of you who have paid off your home at a at a young age. Man, that would just be brilliant. Prices. It's been quite a ride in Edmonton over the past 20 years between the, you know, with the booms and then the prices come back down again. And unfortunately, if you had to buy in when those prices were really high, I had a friend of mine who ended up paying, I think, was like four hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars for a for a duplex, oh. and then trying to sell that afterwards was uh, rather difficult because the prices come down. Who's, you know. 450 for a duplex. Come on. But you couldn't find anything else. So, anyway. It is an interesting... Uh, it's fun, hey, that first house and how, you know, like I said, it's one of the most secure investments you'll make, generally speaking, yeah. not 100% of the time. I know that a couple of years ago, there was a prediction that uh, that the bloom was going to burst, and that property values in Edmonton and Alberta in general were going to plummet. It never happened, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of those things, you know, as a homeowner, because we got in to homeowning. I had owned homes before, but then you go through divorce and then your financial, you know, financial situation changes dramatically. Um, but we were renting when our townhouse went condo. And so we just, okay, well, we'll, we'll buy. They offered a good deal to buy in. Um, and then we, that went up in value. And when we sold that, that was the money to get into the house we're in right mm-hmm. now. And we did have, I mean, 
if you were to talk to Carol, she'd say we're 10 years past getting a bigger house. That house was never meant to be our home for as long as it has been. But I love that house, and but for I me, mean, it works. Yeah, and with two kids on their way out, probably well, the next it. little bit, that's more than enough house. It is. For about five or six years, it wasn't enough house because there was no privacy in the mm-hmm. house for, you know, for teenagers and for us, for that matter. But we're such a tight family, honestly, that I think it worked out. Yeah. You know? And I finished the basement so that we could have two parts of the house yeah, to go to. Yeah, the finished basement part, even in the little duplex that I had in, in Tooeliger, I finished the basement on my own. I thought, okay, this would be good. And yeah, that uh, I, I said to Coach the other night, I said, even that little place that I had over there when we met, I really liked that. It was mm-hmm. more than enough house, certainly for for me. Um, it would be, I think, okay for, you know, for certainly for two people. Sure. Um, and, you know, with we could, I don't think we could have done it with four big dogs, but... It's, well, it's funny to look back but on it But there was now. enough space. There was yeah. enough space there. The only thing is, is that... It, you need vertical th- and horizontal space, but right? yeah, like you, it didn't have the, the space in the backyard. Yeah, we have a small backyard. But, I mean, Hunter's room, and, I mean, it's hard for me to describe for you listening, but this studio that we're in right now, which is not that big, is much bigger than Hunter's bedroom. Mm. So when he was in a... And that's how long he's been there. He was in a crib in that room. Yeah. He just is about to turn 21. And he's been in the same room the entire time. Maddie got a slightly larger room, yeah. right? But it's not uh, great either. And our bathroom, like our ensuite, and we don't have a walk-in closet or a mm-hmm. big ensuite or anything like that. I, I think a lot of what it had to do with, with for me, was with such an uncertain time, like, you know, just 20 years of being a... Uh, you know, an entertainer, and never knowing if next week you're going to be working. Yeah. Um, I never wanted to take the risk but on a bigger home. But then I think the, the house became your home. Yeah. There's a there's a difference too when the house becomes the home and everyone is doing fine. And like I said, now that the kids are older, they're not going to be there for another five years. No, God, I hope not. Well, you say that, but I think you would keep them if you could. But <laughs> I, I mean, at the end of it, we thought you know our house uh, when we bought our house because we had both of the boys, but um, the oldest one ended up moving overseas, so we had the younger one there. Mm-hmm. And come 22, 23 years old, it's okay. Yeah, that's good. You know, <laughs> I'd like to finish the basement. Mm-hmm. Although some people say that's not worth the it money finishing. No. It doesn't, you know. Well, it's not worth the money because you won't get the return in that's your right. investment for sure, guaranteed. But it's worth it in terms of just Absolutely. additional space. The space and, and what you can put in there. Sure. I mean, that's our family area. Yeah. That's where we all collect yeah. pretty much every night. Um that's where I nap in the afternoons, yeah. you know, on a weekend. So it's an important space for us. Yeah. For it's a lot least. of work. It's a big space. It is. It depends on how well you want to do it. I mean, you watch these renovation shows. And and listen, we love those shows. You used to watch them all the time. And my problem was always, as they told you what was wrong with the rental yeah. they were redoing, I'm thinking, well, I did it exactly that way. But <laughs> that was 20 years ago, and everything's still holding up. It's the drywall is the... Yeah, we know oh. someone who does that, though. We you, know people. You need That's what you need. You need a guy. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.